the 18th chapter of Revelation. Amen? I just looked on GodTube. I know we picked up another thousand folk last week on the local channel. It's kind of hard to determine what we're picking up all worldwide uh, because it's, the numbers are, are just too vast probably and we're just not able to keep up with all of that. But we do know that the Apple Tune is also, Apple Store is also picking up viewers as well as GodTube. GodTube has hit the 2,000 mark in four days, 2,000 viewers. So that's, it's just keep increasing. It keeps, I remember the time when Four days, we probably would have maybe, maybe 200. And then it went on up to four and 500. And then it started going up to 500 a day. So, God increasing and we're thankful for that. And we're just moving forward. Because we know that we have an army that's behind us and that are listening to this word. And as we pump it and continue to pump it out there, through the atmosphere, we know that it's making a mark on Satan's kingdom. And that's what we want to do. We want to spit pure fire on that damnable soul of his. Revelation, the 18th chapter, reads as thus, the first chapter. After uh, the first verse, it says, After and after these things, I saw he uh, another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. This is a great happening here because, as we can see, the angel, which is a messenger of God, is coming down from the spiritual realm with a message of enlightenment about the glory of God and not about the glory of man. And he cried with a, verse 2, and he cried mightily with a strong voice. How many of y'all know we need a strong voice in the world today? Amen. We really do need a strong voice in the world today. Saying, Babylon the great is fallen. We know that Babylon the great is that demonic, oppressive, false church that's running rampant throughout the world today in this Christian dome society. We know what it is, those of us who are in the know. The Bible says, though, that Babylon, the great, is fallen. And then it says it's fallen again. And it's become the habitation of what? Devil. And the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Do y'all not know that in this day and age that any and everything think it, that it can just come up in the church and be whatever it want to be? It's a, it's a, the church has become, the false church has become what they're propagating out here, has become what we call a holding cell for every, here it is, Habitation of devils, a whole holding cell of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Now that's saying a whole lot about this old great whore that sits on many waters called Christian Dome. 
You know, it's a, I didn't say Christianity, I said Christian dome. There's a difference between the two. Christian dome is the false religion that they got out here. That's the main establishment. That's religion. It ain't, it, it, there's no power in that. There's no power in that. You know, oh, you can, you can recite the words all you want to. But if that thing is not working in you, then there's nothing going to happen. There's nothing going to happen. So Isaiah 21 verse 9, would you go there with me please? Isaiah 21, been getting great raves on um, Facebook. They've been listening to the message and uh, they're loving it. They're loving it. They're loving the truth. Look at Isaiah 21 verse 9. Say amen when you get that. It says, and behold, there came... There cometh a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. There's a covenant of power here. And he answered and he said, look at here. Babylon is what? Fallen. Is fallen. Same thing Revelation says, right? And all the graven images of whose? Her gods. The church. Talking about church now. He hath broken unto the ground. You see, Babylon... First, that old false church has to fall in the physical realm. And then, it's going to fall in the spiritual realm. Alright? That's why it's fallen twice. See, God's got to wipe it all the way out. He can't leave part of it. Because if he leaves part of it, then it will reestablish itself. Amen? It says in... Revelation 18, 2, that it's fallen, it's fallen, and now it's become that habitation of devil. Mm. Isaiah 56, verse 9 and verse 11. We, it's a familiar scripture. We went here the other week. Notice now, it's become a habitation, a habitation of what? Devils, right? Let's see what them devils are. The Bible says that Isaiah 56, verse 9 through 11, we read this again, And ye beasts of the field come to devour, yeah, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchman, who's the watchman? The leader. Says here that they are what? Blind. They are all, hello leader, ignorant. He didn't say, I'm telling you what the word says. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yeah, they are what kind of dogs? Greedy dogs. Which can never have enough. Boy, that sound like them out here now. Give me your money, give me your money, give me your money. They can't never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone, for his gain. Not to help God, but for his gain. From his quarter. He, he, the, the revelation just said that it was a habitation of devils. 
Now, if the leaders are devils, then what you think those that's following the leaders going to be? Why do you think they're following the leaders? A devil, birds of a feather, do what? Flock together. But an eagle don't fly with no what? Buzzard. Always remember that. So if you're an eagle, and you got a buzzard for a leader, then you don't have no benefit following no buzzard if you're an eagle. And if you're a buzzard, and a leader is an eagle, then a buzzard ain't got no benefit following leader, an eagle. Because the buzzard is going to starve to death. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the eagle go out and kill something to eat. Buzzard ain't going to do nothing but wait for something to be weak and die. You understand what I'm saying? I said, do you understand the difference between an eagle and a buzzard? So either way, it causes a problem, a drip, a rip. Verse 3 in Revelation 18.3 says, For all nations have drunk of the wine, which is the spirit of her, the wrath of her fornication. Still talking about that church, that false church. Say, all nations done drunk from her. She everywhere. Remember now, she's that whore that sits on how many waters? Many waters. Mm -hmm. Same one. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. See, they're in bed together with each other. And the merchants, watch this, the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. Does not, get, does not the world get rich on what's supposed to be Christianity? Don't, don't they do it? Now, you just think about it now. Just think about it. They make these podiums here that cost thousands, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Just this. Just this. They got gospel music, which ain't nothing but RB with Jesus on it. Ain't no spirit in that net, but they making money. But it ain't nothing. They might as well go to the club. You might as well go to the club. You understand? Know I mean, come on, be for real with it. But they're making money. Right. Say they make merchandise off you. All right, they got the robes. $1,000, $1,500 for a robe. Just to prance around to make yourself look pious. Mm. When in all actuality, you're a devil in disguise. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know the collar and all. You know. They wear them all the time, everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. I hardly ever wear them. I got them, but I hardly ever wear them. It just depends. But I'm talking about everywhere they go. Because they just like the Pharisees. They want everybody to look up to them. They can't come in a church and just sit down there. They ain't happy. No, they want to be up here where they can be seen. You know? That's why you don't see nobody sitting up here. No, you get out there. Because you need to hear this word. And when I'm not up here, you know, I'm down there. Because I need to hear. Word of the Lord goes on and says that now this thing, the merchants of the earth are wax rich, verse 3, through the abundance of her delicacies. But here's something funny about God that he says here. 
through this angel. He said, and I heard another voice from heaven. All right, this is another voice here saying, he's telling us to come out. Come out of what? Come out of that old false church. He said, now you need to come up out of that, see? Do you know that you got a fight on your hand trying to get folk to come up out of that old mess they've been in all their lives? Do you know that you got a fight on your hand? Try. Try to pull them up out of there. No, they'll die and go to hell right there. I've heard them say, I was born a Baptist, I'll die a Baptist. Well, you, you a fool. You a cold fool. That's what you are. He said, come out of her. Who people? My people. That ye be not partakers of her sin. And that ye receive not of her plague. See, he's already warning us. He's already warning us. Many are called. Few are chosen. He's already warning us. Come out of her. Why? So that you don't be a partaker of this thing that I'm fixing to put on her. You know, because I'm finna put some swords on her. Some balls. I'm finna really, really, really do a number on her. Verse 5 said, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquity. And we're going to reward her even as she rewarded you. Double unto her according to her works in the cup. Y'all remember that cup? Which... She hath filled, filled to her double. So that cup over here in Revelation 17, 4, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and stuff. See, that's our soul that she's got. See, the church got all these people's souls in it. And it's full of abomination. You understand what I'm saying? But he said, now, I'm going to give you double for what you've given them. I'm going to give you double. That's what it's saying here. Verse 7 goes on and says here in 18, in 18th chapter of Revelation, how much she had glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a what? A queen. Wait a minute. In order to be a queen, you got to have a king. And am no widow. That means that she still, she thinks she's still married to Christ. Y'all better catch this. Look at the word. It's as simple as a goat butt going up hill. Ain't nothing hard about Revelation. It's just, it's simple. Ain't a thing hard about it. They just don't want you to know because if they allowed you to know, then that would uncover them. So what they do is to keep you from knowing and understanding what's going on and stuff, they set up these other doctrines. And when they set up these other doctrines, see, it diverts your attention from the real deal. And when you come up in that stuff all your life, when the truth do come, you're not able to handle the truth because, you know, it don't seem right to you. Well, the truth ain't never seem right to a world that's full of lies. Amen. So why should it feel right? If it felt right, then guess what? You ought not be doing it. Me either one. Because the truth ain't going to never feel right. The truth is going to always go against what you want to do. If you just think about it. If you just think about it. It says here now, I sit as a queen. And am no widow. And shall see 
no sorrow. But here's what God's word said. Verse 8 said, therefore shall her plagues come in just one day. Death, mourning, famine, and she shall be not burned, but utterly. When you see that word utterly, that means completely destroyed. With burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Go to First Peter four seventeen, and watch this scripture come alive. First Peter four seventeen. First Peter four seventeen. Look what the word says. For the time is come that judgment must not shall but must begin in the house of the God. And if it watch this, if it be first begin at us, <laughs> what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So now. This is what God is saying here in Revelation that I'm going to send a strong judgment on her and that judgment is going to be so devastating until it's going to utterly wipe her out. He said, I'm not going to start with the earth first cleaning it up. No, I'm going to judge my church first. That's what I'm going to judge first. The judgment seat of Christ. Before the great white throne of judgment comes the judgment seat of Christ. And I believe that at that time, there's going to be some who ain't got the right garment on. Y'all remember he, that joker was up in there, but he, Jesus called him a friend. But he said, now how'd you get up in here though? You know, you know. He got through the net. But when the king came to inspect judgment seat of Christ, judgment starts in the house of the Lord. Somebody say first. First. It didn't mean down so much down here, even though it is down here. But it means there too, wherever there is. At that time, there's going to be some judgment going on. You know what I'm saying? It's got a throwback. They call it a throwback. <laughs> huh? You don't want me no throwback now. You know. Yeah. You might just have enough of this thing. And then all of a sudden, your garment ain't right. And then God said, no, I can't use you because you just ain't got the right stuff on. Same way it is in the church. If you either got it, you can be here. But if you either have it or you don't, right? Amen. It's the same thing. Right. Ain't no difference in it. Ain't no difference in it. You, it's playing out before our face, just as it is. You can keep, you know, people, people can keep giving that old line teaching, the old line doctrine. They, 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 can, they can continue to do that if they want to, but I choose not to. Amen. I just choose not to. But the word says here in verse 9 that of 18, Revelation 18, verse 9, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication. And live deliciously with her. They're going to bewail her now, see. And lament for her, because see that money gone. When they shall see the smoke of her burning, see. 
all of that money that they making through capitalism from this thing called the church system. They're cleaning up. But watch the word. Verse 10 says, standing afar off for the fear of her torment. See, they ain't going to come near now, see. Saying, alas, alas, that great city Babylon. Uh-oh. We talked about that great city. We talked about it. That old Vatican City and all them offsprings, all them denominations, the Protestants, the Episcopals, the Paleans, you know, it goes on down and down, all the way down, every bit of it came from old Constantine, the first so-called church father of Christian dog, where he got in 323 AD, around in that area, he got 1,700 other bishops together and said, look, you either going to do it the way I tell you to do it, or you'll be excommunicated from the church. In other words, you won't have no authority and power. You're going to do it the way I tell you to do it. So they brought in, they started bringing in all these old pagan holidays, old Easter and all that old mess, you know, and mixed it in. And when they brought that in with it, they also brought the bunny rabbit and the egg. They mixed all that in there with it. Because, and people so ignorant, I mean, they get hot at you when you tell them the truth about this old pagan. Because, see, they're ignorant. Didn't it say that the leaders are ignorant? No. Well, if the leaders are ignorant, if you listen to it, you're ignorant too. Yeah. Amen. Huh? That's right. I mean, that's just the way it is. Amen. So now we got all these old pagan holidays up in there. And ain't no way in the world where Jesus ever said, I need for you to celebrate my resurrection. And I, what I need you to do is get with the power that resurrected me. Amen. That's, right. That's what I told you to do. I ain't tell you to go out here and celebrate nothing except the fact that your name, I had one tell me yesterday, well, I got a deliverance service and I cast out demons. I said, yeah. I said, well, you ought to be glad that your name is written in the book of life. That's what Jesus told them when they came back and said, you know, the demons bow down to us and we cast Jesus. Say, you, what you need to do, you need to be happy about the fact that your name is written in the book of life. You know what I'm saying? Because casting out demons is a small thing. You understand what I'm saying? Cast that out of you. You go around casting it out of everybody else. Get that out of you. Instead of running around here trying to uh, tell everybody else. They got it. You know what I'm saying? And Kate, what about you? Lay your hands on your own crazy self. And, and, and get some deliverance. Since you're running a deliverance service. Huh? If I remember his name, I'd call his name, but I don't remember it. I'd expose him. Because I'm good at exposing the devil, and I'm good at exposing stupid people too. I'm good at that. Because, see, I'm crazy enough just to go ahead on and expose him. I don't care. I ain't never cared. Well, I'm going to care now. I didn't care when I wasn't saved, so I'm saved now. Why should I care now? Tell me. If I was a fool then, then I ought to be a bigger one now. Huh? Oh, you got the right one, baby. Oh, you got the right one. Care nothing about that. Got the right one. Come on in the house. So the word of God, it goes on here, and it says now, 
they're in verse 10 that they're standing afar off. See? Standing away from this thing. And they are crying about it because it says, Alas, alas, the great city, that great city, Babylon, that old false church, the mighty city. Yes, it is. It's got a stronghold on them. For in one hour is thy judgment come. Judgment starts in the house of the Lord first. And verse 11 says, And the merchants of the earth shall reap and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. See, nobody won't let them do with her now. Oh, they used to love her. But now, yeah, they ain't got nothing to do with her now, see. And the reason why they don't is, see, now she in rags. See, see they in rags. See, the big building that they had, the big fancy, expensive toilet, the, 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 the Rolls Royces and all of that good stuff. that they, See, all that's gone. So now I don't know why they won't be... Because, see, they can't propagate them lies no more that God going to do this and tell your neighbor that God going to do that and God going to bless you with this if you just give all your money that you got for your, for, your, for your health. Just give me that too. Give me your pill money. Give me your medical. Give me your high blood pressure money. Give it to me. I want all of it. I want it all. I don't want none of that. You just, you just did here. That's 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 what they that's what they do. That's what they do. They sell you a bunch of lies. You know if your faith ain't at the level where it need to be, you don't need to throw your medicine away. And if your faith is at the level where it need to be, it might do you some good to keep that medicine because God is the one. That made them ministers of, of, of MDs. So don't be no fool. You got to know what you're doing. When you're talking about throwing your stuff away. Now, some of it need to be thrown away. But you better, you better make sure that you're throwing away the right bottle. Amen? Amen. Says here in verse 12 that the merchandise of gold is talking about ain't nobody going to buy their merchandise no more. Second Peter 2, 3 talks about how they'll make merchandise of you. We've talked about it. It say they ain't buying the merchandise of gold no more. Now I want you to pay attention of the stuff that they're not buying anymore because all of us is dealing with the priesthood. The colors and the utensils of the priesthood. The silver. The precious stones. Okay? The pearls. The fine linen. The purple. The silk. The skull, the thion wood, and all manner of vessels of ivory, and all manners of vessels of most precious wood, and brass, and iron, and marble, and the cinnamon, and, and odors, and ointments, and the frankincense. And it goes on and on and on and on. Down here in verse 13, it goes on down to the slaves and souls of men. You, you, you see what's going on here? All that stuff used to be sold. They make merchandise out of it. See, all that stuff is dealing with the priesthood, including the slaves and the souls of men. It's right there. All the fine utensils and stuff, all, all, all the, the oils, you know, the stuff right here, all that stuff, that's part of that money-making system. See, some people sell this stuff just to make money. Some, some use it right, but this is a money maker. They'll sell you some oil. They'll sell you some holy water. They come out the tap. 
Huh? Put a sign on it and say holy water. From prophet, master prophet, this or prophetess that. Apostolic prophet that. You know, they put them names on themselves and they go crazy with it. They don't know when to stop. They just start adding more stuff on it. They don't went beyond what God tell them. Now they've gone beyond it. Now they're giving themselves names that God didn't even give them. And verse 14 says, And the fruits that thy soul lust after are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. Talking about this church now. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by who? Her. Huh. They were made rich by her. That's why they don't want this thing to fall. This is a good money maker. They don't want this to fall. Just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with, Pope Leo XIII made a statement. Pope Leo XIII said, this thing that we call Jesus Christ is a very lucrative business. How you like that? How you like that? Now, goes on and says in verses um, 15, the mercies of these which were made rich by her. Say they're going to stand afar off for her of her torment because of the fear of her torment. We've been in well. And see, they ain't going to be wanting to touch that. And saying, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in what kind of linen? Uh-huh. And what? Purple. And scarlet. And look how she did. With gold. Priesthood, y'all. Priesthood. And precious stone. And pearl. Priesthood, y'all. The church. I'm trying to tell y'all what this is. The word of God goes on. And I'm just about finished. The word of God goes on and says in verses 17. For in one hour, so great riches has come to nothing. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea, they stood for all. Well, let me give you some revelations here. You see that master ship sailor? Those who are good in this thing. In, 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 in the selling and making merchandise of, of you. It says that these shipmasters and all the company in ships, those are our souls, and the sailors are those of us who's supposed to be saved, they're sailing in the sea of eternity with God. You understand? Look what's happening here. Because I went spiritual on I can get a whole lot of amen, but when it comes spiritual, everything get quiet because you got to think now, see. So when I want to shut you up, 
I just go deep on you. <laughs> huh? I go deep on you. So, in what hour? Verse 17. It talks about how this craziness comes about. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships, those souls and those saved spirits called the sailors, and as many as trade by the sea, which is by the spirit, now they're standing far off because you see, they don't want to be a part of it no more. See, at some point in time, you ain't going to be one part of this foolishness no more. At some point in time, the reason why you're here now is that at some point in time, you got tired of that same old, same old. And if you know what I mean? Because it wasn't challenging you. You weren't growing. Amen. It was hit the organ, tell your neighbor, preacher stretch his eyes that big and spit all over the place, and then y'all go home. Right? Am I right about it? That was what we call gravy. Well, I told old preacher, well, then when are you going to get to me? He said, that's his gravy. Well, who, how can you live on gravy? How about his gravy? It ain't about you. You the leader. You're supposed to be feeding the people. So when you allow yourself to be caught up in that trap, that thing will bring you into places where you don't really want to be at. And if you stay there too long, it'll become your demigod. And you'll think that's all it is to it. You'll think that's all it is to it. And you'll go around and you'll start telling people what's been taught to you, which was wrong. But it seemed right to you, so in your eyes it's right. So you're going to stand for what you feel is right, correct? You can be wrong as you can't, you know, two left shoes, but you're still going to stand for what you believe is right. And what happens when you do that is that you don't take the time to go and find out and research stuff for yourself. And while you are researching, you don't believe everything that you come across. This is where the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Because there's a whole lot of stuff out here that sounds good. Amen. Especially on that stinking internet. You know. And it'll have you just as twisted as you can be. So you, I don't care where you go to get your knowledge. You've got to have the Holy Ghost with you. Amen. Understood. Right. If they can't show it to you in the Bible. And rightly divide. Just don't show it, but you, it's got to be rightly divided. Then you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to mess with that. And say, no, I'm backing off that. Because see, the Holy Spirit will back you off. Of and say, no, that don't sound right. Can't feed my people that. So you've got to be careful. Because see, we're watchmen. And it's more dangerous for me than it is for you. I'm going to say it again. It is more dangerous for me. They got a special place for hell that's hotter for me 
It is for you. All of it's hot. I ain't trying to feel none of it. But I'm wise enough to know that they've got an incendiary that's hotter and it's designed for folk just like me. So these preachers and these leaders out here, you know, we really need to get our act together because we're playing with fire. Amen. We're playing with fire. You know. And see, what people don't understand about me is they look at me sometimes and they wonder, why he ain't smiling? Well, hell, if you had on you what I got on me, you wouldn't be smiling either. Because I got you on me, waiting to kill me if I make a mistake. And then God's going to kill me too. If I don't get it right. Get it right. You understand what I'm saying? And you wonder why? <laughs> that ought to be self-evident. It ought to be self-evident. Yes, I have a lot on my mind. A lot. All the time. Even while I'm with my children watching football, I still got a lot on my mind. And it's never about me. It's always about what I need to do for God and whether I can do it for God or not in this body that I'm living in now. Because right now, if it was up to me, I'd just get the heck on up out of here. And that way, I'm, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it might not sound good to you, but it sounds real good to me. It sounds real good to me because of the mandate that's on me. Not the mandate that's on you, but the mandate that's on me. You understand what I'm saying? So when you see me in my zone, that's where I'm at probably. That's where I'm at. Because as I get older, this thing gets more serious. My position gets more serious, and as it gets more serious, I know that where much is given, much is required. So I feel the weight of all of them people that y'all will never see that's part of this ministry. The millions of people, see, I feel the weight of them. I'm just giving you some insight about this situation. You understand? That's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to give you some insight. Because like I told Sister Sunday this morning, I got more people calling me from around the world for counseling than I do here. Sometimes they be rolling back to back to back. And some of them counseling sessions, they last three, four, five hours at a time. Then you got to go into another. Then you got to go into another. Well, where the time at for myself? And then I got a wife to deal with. Now, y'all men know you, that that ain't the easiest thing to deal with sometimes. Now, I ain't trying to knock nobody. But what I'm saying is, is that you got to look at that too. You got to deal with that too. And then you got to deal with yourself. 
got to deal with yourself. Because after all, there are no perfect people. There are no perfect relationships. There are no perfect homes. There is no perfect church. Not yet. Not yet. It's being perfected. But don't fool yourself. We're a long way from where we need to be. A long way. So ain't no need enough food in ourselves. It's only by the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. You know. So, regardless of what God does and how God do it, no matter how large it gets and it's big, stay humble and understand that it's only by the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. It's nothing for nobody to get puffed up about at no time. At no time. Because you can't handle the weight of it and you get puffed up. Because now God lays the weight on you instead of him holding it up now, you. And it'll crush you. Just give me some insight. Those leaders and future leaders, just, just give me some insight. So look at verse 19. And I'm going to stop at 20. Verse 19 says, and they, hmm, those merchants, <laughs> they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, they still hollering about that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour, is she made desolate. See, that's why they don't want you to know the truth, church. This book here says, those that had ships. See, they want you to stay in bondage to that. And by staying in bondage to it, then they've got control of the voyage that you're on. You think that you have it in Jesus. But I recall in the book of John, and I think it's 529, I believe, but I know it's in there. He, Jesus says, search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. He didn't say you had it now. He said, search the scripture, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. Now that's a strong statement there. Jesus said, now, don't, don't think, Paul put it like this, I don't count myself as being apprehended yet. In other words, I ain't made it yet. But this one thing I know, this is what I'm doing, I'm forgetting that which is behind me, pressing on toward that which is before me. Because I know that there's that crown up there. And I'm trying to win that prize of life. I'm trying to win it, you know. Amen. But I ain't made it yet. That's why Jesus said now, search the scripture. Search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life. You ain't made it yet now. Don't you, don't you dare fool yourself. Right. Don't you dare do that. 
Don't you dare take that old false doctrine of once saved, always saved, and, and, and you sit down. Don't you do it. That's the enemy. That's the enemy. That ain't what the Bible says. Bible says contrary to that. Whosoever endure to the end shall be saved. The Bible says contrary to that doctrine of the pre-trib. It says after the trib. You see the contrarianism of it? The Bible speaks contrary to it. Well, you got to speak in tongues before you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. You out of your mind. Everybody don't speak in tongues. It's contrary. It's contrary. Your evidence of the Holy Spirit in you is not how you talk, but how you walk. That's evident. Amen. That's evident. Now you can go and you can pick out any little old scripture you want to and bypass all the rest of them, but you need to get the right scripture. Amen. The right scripture. St. John 5.39. I believe that's it. That's still on my mind. St. John 5, 39 says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. Think. And they are they which testify of me. Everybody see it? St. John, chapter 5, verse 39. I want you to see it. I want you to understand it. I'm not just up here to talk. Amen? Amen. But watch verse 20. In Revelation 18, 20, and I'm through. Right on time. He says, rejoice over her. That's what he's telling us. Thou heaven. Rejoice over who? Had that whole Babylon been burned up? He said, now we need, to, we need to rejoice over the fact that that thing... That's been destroyed, that old false church that's running rampant out through there. That one. He says, uh, Now rejoice, thou heaven. But this is what I like here. And ye, not just ye apostles and prophets, but ye holy apostles and prophets. For God hath avenged you of her. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He said, now I need you to rejoice over her, ye holy prophets, and ye holy apostles. That don't mean you self-righteous ones, because God can't stand that, and I can't either. I despise that spirit. What we have to do is, we've got to reach out to one another. We've got to learn when to keep our mouth closed and when to speak. We call problems when problems aren't there. Do y'all hear me? Amen. Even in our households. We do this. Because we so 
We, 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 we think we sow this and sow that, but what we need to do is just, sometimes we just need to just hush because you're really fixing to mess up something but no I just got to say no what you need to do is button your lip because everything that appears to be ain't the way that it is you understand what I'm saying say for instance when it was raining Sun's still shining. But it appears that the sun ain't gonna never shine no more. It's been some times when you think the sun ain't gonna never come back. Huh? It's been some dark days when you thought that the sun wasn't gonna never come, especially in the wintertime, late in the winter, around January and all over in there when it really get dark. But the sun, sun never stopped shining. It's still shining. You know? So what I'm saying, church, in my clothing is that all we need to do is just stay in love with the Lord. And stay in love with each other. And don't bring chaos where chaos... We got enough chaos and hell in the world. We, we don't need no trouble from each other. Husband and wife, we don't need no trouble from each other. Listen to me, girls. If y'all men are doing the best that they can, and they're home with you, you ought to be happy. You ought to be happy. Because they could be out through yonder somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all stop nagging. Stop it. Before you run them out there. No, I'm going there. 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 I'm definitely going there. You're dwelling in peace. But that ain't good enough for you. Because you're so possessive, you wanted everything your way. So what you do is you try to regrow a man. Big mistake. You're going to run him out through young. I'm trying to help y'all. Y'all better listen to me. I'm trying to help y'all. God said, go ahead on and tell them. They need to do this now. Because God is big enough to handle His creation better than you are. He's he big enough to handle man. God is. It ain't your job to handle it. But your job is to pray for him. Amen. And support him. Especially when they're doing it what they're supposed to do to the best of their ability. I'm serious, y'all. I'm not talking about some ragtail. I'm talking about a man that's trying to do what he need to do, how he need to do it, when he need to do it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Them kind of men needs respect. Amen? Amen. 
So y'all cut that food and just out. Next week I'll probably get the meal. But I'm gonna zero in on y'all this week. I'm zeroing in on y'all. When you leave here, I want y'all not to be thinking about, well, yeah, but he said that about, no, we'll get that next week or whenever God says, no, you're going to zero in on you today. I want you to just zero in on you today. Because you see, we're already having hard enough time, people. Listen to me, please. We're having hard enough time. The challenge is big enough. Don't go looking for trouble. When you go looking for trouble, baby, you ain't got to go far. The devil's going to be right there. Yeah, buddy, he's going to put it right in your mind and have you crazy. Understood? And then the whole house is out of disarray. And if your home ain't peaceful, you don't have no peace nowhere. I like peace. Me and my wife, we love peace. We love peace at home. You know what I'm saying? We're not perfect, but we love peace. We love peace. Y'all love peace too. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless y'all. Come on up, sweetheart. to make sure we're doing what God tells us to do. Amen. Amen. Because we are really living in the last days. Amen. So we want to make sure that we, we are living according to what the Word says. Because if we're not living according to what the Word, the word says, then God will see us. Amen. Amen. So we thank and praise God for the Word. Amen. Now I need to know how many people need CDs. How many folk need CDs? Brother Tony, do you have your hand up for CD? Okay, so six. Okay. Me too, seven. Okay. Uh, uh, Vicki, did you get the same thing I got? Brother Tom, that's eight. Uh, Tom Sandy. All right. Oh, okay, so eight, eight CDs. Did you remember to bring the CDs, Deacon Ian? Bless the Lord. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand and clap for praise. Amen. That he remembered to bring them. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God. Well, if someone would kind of step away and get the children for us, please. Amen. Because uh, 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 they're, they're, they're excited. You know, they're out there. Um, I want to ask them, do we have any, any prayer requests uh, while they're getting the, the children in? Okay. Um, um, okay. What's his first name? Donnie. Okay. Donnie. Family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Family. Amen. So they're coming in and uh, enjoy it. You got to pray for him. 
he wants to pray to be able to go to his dad's house. And we gonna, uh, Mama knows best, so we're going to pray and ask God to, for God's leading. Amen. But David, you got a prayer request. Okay. Oh, another time. Okay. He said no. All right. Well, Minister Tom, I know that you. Uh, no, let's go to this. Let, let me go back. Um, Minister Tom, I think you have the uh, uh, young men. Uh, do y'all want to share anything with the young men? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Did any did anybody go out and get the uh did anyone go out and get the young people? Okay, she had to go over some some rooms. Okay, all right, okay. They're coming. Okay. We're going to go ahead and do our prayer request, and then uh, um, by the time they should be able to come in to be reviewed. Amen. Amen. Uh, and we're going, we're going to, let's pray. Okay? Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come humble before you. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this hour. We thank you, Lord God, for the hour of urgency and how you're speaking to the body of Christ. Now, Father God, we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that we come in line with your word. But Father God, you said uh, judgment is going to begin in the house of the Lord. So Father God, help us to know that we are not exempt and we will not escape. So Father God, let that be a seriousness, God, as this word has come forth, Father God. Father, you didn't bring it for nothing, Lord God. So Father God, we pray in your son Jesus' name that we will line up to what you say. Because Father God, we understand that, that we see things all around us and all in the world. And God, things are happening real fast, Father God. So, Father God, that let us know that time is drawing near, God. You said, Father God, this was just the beginning of sorrow, Father God. So, Father God, help us to draw nigh to you in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we pray, Lord God, for every prayer request, Lord God. We lift them up before you, God. Father God, you know every situation, every circumstance, God. Father God, you know where the, uh, the fallacies are. You know what's truth and what's not truth, God. And, Father God, we pray right now, God, that there's one way and there's another way, but, God, truth is always in the middle, God. So, Father God, we stand on the truth right now in the name of Jesus, God. And, Father God, we bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus, that spirit of rebellion, Father God. We bind it up right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, God, we thank you right now, Father God, for, God, you've let us know it is just like witchcraft, Father God. So, Father God, we just pray right now, God. We pray for our children. We pray for the youth, Lord God. We pray for the young and the old, Lord God. We pray, Father God, that you begin to dwell within them, Lord God. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they will pick up the Bible, God, more and more and less of the games, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. We pray, God, that you move upon their hearts, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, they will begin to draw nigh to you, God, 
And Father God, we pray you will reveal yourself to the children, God. But Father God, this is another generation, God, that will take over, Father God. For we have died and gone on, Father God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray, Father God, that they will draw nigh to you, Lord God. They will come to know who you are, God. And they will not be that generation, Lord God, as it was in the old, God, that did not know you, God. They did not know the miracles that you had performed. So, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray for unity in the family, Lord God. We pray for every parent, Lord God. And, Father God, we pray for the obedience of the children, Lord God. Father God, we pray for everything, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father God, we pray for those that are absent today, Lord God. We realize, Father God, this is a holiday coming up, Father God. But God is a man-made holiday, God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord God, for your protection, Lord God. We pray for your hand um, over your people, Lord God. We pray for the saints of God, Father God, that they will not become entangled with the ways of the world. We pray, Father God, that they will be a beam and light, Lord God. They will be that light that's set up on the hill, Lord God, that people will be able to see you in their lives, Lord God. And, Father God, they will come over on the right side, Father. And we thank you for it right now. And, Lord God, we pray in Jesus' name for the man of God, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that you would just use him continually for your glory, Father God. We pray, Father God, he would keep his ear, Lord God, to, to your mouth, Father God, that he will hear what the Spirit has to say. We pray for a hedge of protection, Lord God, all around him right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that you will order his footsteps, God, that will stay in the straight and the narrow, Father God. And Lord God, we pray, Lord God, for protection over your people, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God. Let your divine will be done, God. And Father God, everything that's been spoken today, God, let it not go out of this, this room, not out of this place, and let it not be taken worldly, Father God. And we thank you for it right now, God. For God, we know how crafty the enemy is, Lord God. And Father God, we come against that spirit of sin, Lord God. We come against the spirit of lust, Father God. We come against and we denounce Satan tools and his tricks right now. And there will be nothing carried out, God. That's none of you and that is not true. And Lord God, we thank you for it right now. And God, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. The young people. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a Sister Sam, you get something for the young people. If they will come on up, y'all, young people, be obedient. We also have a, come on, that we should have a truck uh, in this week. Uh, hopefully, perhaps we'll have something uh, next Sunday or it might be Sunday or Wednesday, but we should have something here for the church family on Sunday. Amen.
children a hand clap of praise. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. We also have our, um, our, youth, our youth choir. Our youth choir is preparing to, to be able to sing. And we pray that uh, you all uh, continue to allow your children to come and come to rehearsal. And they're excited about, some of them are excited about singing. And we've already before stated that um, those that are participants uh, on the youth choir, uh, that uh, they're going to, Dr. Manderson, he's going to take care of them. He's going to let them order some pizza or something that I don't know. So, uh, and then, you know, then I guess I'm going to add the other part to it. Uh, if you obey when you're here, you know, you do right. But participation helps. See, when you're standing before the public, that really helps you in life. It's not just right here. It's how you're going to stand before people in life. So that, that's a very important thing that, that the, uh, the Lord is teaching. The more you're able to, to uh, give yourself or to, to stand before people and be more fluent, the better you're going to be when you get out there. Amen. Because, see, when you know how to project yourself, and even when you go to get a job, you're you going to have to know everything. Amen. So it's important to get trained up now. Amen. And not be afraid. Tackle that old, that, that old spirit of fear, that demon of fear. Amen. Because that's all it is, is a demon of fear. Because he, he knows there's greatness in you. He just don't want you to discover you got greatness in you. That's all that is. Amen. So we got to kind of flip that thing. Amen. So we, we thank and praise God for all of you. So at this time, yes, ma'am. Oh, I forgot. That's right. That's probably, that's. That's probably why he came up here on the pulpit and sat down. Amen. Come on, y'all. Listen. Tomorrow he will be. Uh, tomorrow he will be. <laughs> so y'all, come on, y'all stand. We're gonna sing Happy Birthday. Uh, day to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, ultimately. Happy birthday to you. All right. Okay. All right. Amen. Oh, who, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Got another birthday. Who, who's that? Oh, Minister Tom's birthday is Tuesday. Okay. One more time, y'all. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Tom. Happy birthday to you. Amen.